1: I've communicated several months ago. I told you we were in tumultuous times. And I meant that in the sense of the challenges before us. We've got a war in Ukraine. We've got the ongoing political battles that are taking place. And yet at the same time, I also believe we are in a season of opportunity. Opportunity. And it's really important to understand that. Okay. I hope those of you recognize that I've communicated to you the idea that I tend to be in the political realm, kind of on the glass, half empty side of things. And I say this because I recognize human beings i recognize reality of what we're going to get most of the time and the truth of the matter is i think most of you would agree what we end up with is less (laughs) than desirable before i go into any more of this i do want to let you know at this very moment you want to talk about spectacles at this very moment, there is a ceremony going on at Capitol Hill, and this is purely political. Absolutely political. Shall I even torment the listeners with this? Uh, uh, what do you think, Chris, Bernie? What is taking place on Capitol Hill? Uh, maybe it's worth listening in on so, that I can <laughs> so we can understand how important it is that we get our act together and we do it the right way. Can we listen in on what's taking place here? Because I, uh, I'm i telling you folks, these, these leftists are not gonna let this go. Uh, right now, let's listen in to Nancy Pelosi. This is Tennessee taking place State. live on Capitol Hill.
2: I said at that time, your acceptance of that gold medal in honor of your family members' courage brought luster to the medal. We always pray for God to bless America And he certainly did with the heroism of these heroes as we mark this solemn day let us draw strength and inspiration from the timeless words of president lincoln in his message to conference he offered in the heat of the civil war he said we cannot escape history and he called upon congress to honor our sacred duty to nobly save or meanly lose the last best hope on earth, which he believed was American democracy. That is our task today, To So help us, God, and then in short order, hear uh, from the families of our heroes. And we thank them for their sacrifice, for their patriotism. We will always carry the member The memory of their family members in our hearts and our tribute is also to okay.
1: That's that's enough I think this is about all I can take I Just wanted you to hear for yourself and let's let's not You know family members tragedy aside Let us not forget what is taking place at the nation's capital right now just to give you some context You know the date? And it's quite unfortunate. It's also my son's birthday. This is some sort of political event to mark January 6th, the so called insurrection that the Democrat Party continues to beat the drum on. Because I'm telling you again, they don't care about the people involved. This is all about political theater. This is all about. Donald Trump, this is all about vilifying Republicans, and this is not going to stop. They want to keep January 6th alive in the forefront of Americans. This is pretty much all they've got, folks. This is it. Scare, scare, scare. Because every time they remind you of January 6th, the idea is to remind you how extremist this Republican Party is just don't forget that's what this is about nothing else so back to where I was we've had 11 votes for speaker of the house 11 votes in 11 times the truth of the matter is Kevin McCarthy has been rejected One of the things I want to help you with this morning, I I, I want to be very clear about this. No matter how this speaker race turns out, it may be that Kevin McCarthy pulls this together. But I want something very important understood. I remind you again, the brave 20 people who have resisted the mob, they're going to get something. They're going to extract some concessions that will benefit us all. I want you to understand that. You must understand that. One of the things I want you to understand is context. History. Yes, there have been longer votes. Longer votes. And I think one of the things that in the past that was helpful was this process was not observed in real time as it is now. And I think that was a good thing back then because they were able to take their time and do what needed to be done no matter how many votes needed to be taken. What we've got now, and I think many of us know this, we have a microwave society. We want to push a button and we want instant results it's not important that something is done quickly it's important that something is done right the hours the days who knows maybe even weeks although I don't think it will be weeks that are put into this are going to be worth it as I said yesterday we're not going to remember this six months or a year down the road This is going to be a blip on the screen. But I do hope and pray that the concessions that are received on the part the American people are beneficial to us all. My appeal to you is for patience. Patience. Let's make sure we get this thing right. And again, indeed, if it is, McCarthy, because I do have the sense that he may have wrapped this up he may have or very soon get the deal that pushes him to the 218 votes that he needs I'm glad this is happening perhaps today as opposed two days ago because you will be closer to getting what you need coming up I'm gonna share a powerful speech I believe is a powerful speech, communicated on the House floor yesterday. I was quite impressed. I didn't know this guy had it in him. That much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, I want to very quickly get to this because we have a major development we need to tell you about, a major praise item. Buffalo Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, is now breathing on his own and able to talk after having his breathing tube removed. That is a new development. Praise God. The latest step in a remarkable recovery. Four days since he went into cardiac arrest. Had to be resuscitated on the field. Again, Damar Hamlin, now breathing on his own, able to talk after having his breathing tube removed. And I'm sure you are rejoicing in this news as I am. I very quickly want to get to some audio we want to share with you. This follows a tweet, one of the names that's been circulated as a possible nominee. A person who could serve as Speaker of the House is Byron Donalds. He's from Florida. He is black. And his name has been entered into nomination for Speaker of the House. Corey Bush, who's a member of the squad, <laughs> called Byron Donalds a prop. We're going to tell you more about that coming up. But I very quickly want to just get to the nomination speech. It came from none other than Dan Bishop from right here in the Charlotte area. I want you to listen to this impassioned speech delivered on the House floor yesterday.
2: Does the gentleman from North Carolina rise?
3: Madam Clerk, I rise to place in nomination the name of Byron Donalds of Florida. The gentleman is recognized. I want to begin by saying how much I have anticipated the gentleman from Michigan's arrival in this House, not in the Senate, not in the old, staid, unchanging Senate, but in the House where we make change. Yesterday, we could have elected the first black Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. begun. It would have extended to every member of this body. It could begin today. Last night, I sat within feet of Mr. Donald's as the tweet of another member-elect appeared on the screen. That member-elect wrote and sent out to America that Byron Donald's is a prop. I've spent a good bit of time with Mr. Donald's, especially lately. He ain't no prop. And if he were a prop, he wouldn't be sitting where he's sitting. This is the tired, old, grotesquely racist rhetoric that we've seen far too long. Today, today, a member elect quote tweeted a Fox News story that incorrectly reported that I said that if I don't prevail on the question before the House, I will resign. That member, that member-elect quote tweeted that incorrect story for his own political purposes after the story had been corrected and the actual statement contradicting that report had been provided. This is the old trafficking in lies from Washington that the American people know far too well. By the way, I'm not leaving. (laughs) Kevin McCarthy released to the public on New Year's Eve, a document entitled, Restoring the People's House and ending business as usual. To his great credit, Mr. McCarthy made a statement of huge significance to the country. The nominal leader of a major party acknowledged publicly that this institution is broken, and he committed to make change to fix it. So let me help my colleagues in the minority understand, we are doing the people's business. That's what these three days have been about, three days. We are committed to make change to this institution that has lost its way. It is epitomized in the 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus rammed through this institution just 2 weeks ago. You see ladies and gentlemen, I came to fix this broken system. America has seen that problem for a very long time too. The commitment to change it is new. The genesis of the prospect of changing it emerges from this moment and those since June that led at long last to the New Year's Eve statement of Mr. McCarthy and to these three days on the floor. America needs men and women of courage. To do something new in Congress so that Congress can serve the American people. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord said, Behold, I do a new thing. Yeah. We need more Byron Donalds's. I know. I know Byron, he's not a prop, he's a man of personal conviction. He arrived at his convictions through authentic and genuine life experience. People ask me, what is the end game? How does this end? The answer to this question is that this is a dynamic process. All of the decisions on this floor result from the coming together of minds, one way or another. This is the people's business. We will resolve the people's business. And when we do, We will go to the mat for the American people. Because we will be led by people of conviction, like the gentleman from Florida, Byron Donalds. I yield back.
1: Dan Bishop on the floor of U.S. House yesterday. Stay with us. Much more on this as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Vince Coakley radio program on this Friday. Coming up a little bit later on, we also have Faith Focus Friday. I got to tell you, folks, <laughs> this has been quite a circus to watch this week. But there are bright spots that emerge from this. New people stepping up. This texter saying, Vince, is my hope. Any of the concessions that were made means we can better hold our government's feet to the fire. I don't hold my breath on that one. But I will give Dan Bishop a lot of props for his speech yesterday. We need more leaders like him to stand up and stand out. Jeff, I I had a feeling that what he said would resonate with you. I'm convinced of this. Vince, good morning. With the continuous McCarthy votes. Is like the new Washington playbook when you can't contest the election results step 2 repeat the election until you get what you want only in America or should I say Washington you're right about that team Vince the glass is not half empty neither half full the glass is twice as large <laughs> as it needs to be <laughs> uh, load to this. Vince, old white geo will never vote in mass for a black man who grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Claims to be a big Trump supporter. That automatically qualif- disqualifies him for a position of leadership. All right. Another person responding to Dan Bishop, this is what we've been begging for, someone to stand up, someone to put it all on the line for the American people. Chris out of Shelby, wow, that was powerful. Another person from the upstate, wow, powerful, love it. I do want to respond to this texter from the upstate, I don't care about the first black, Asian, trans, let's get the best qualified. The rest is just asking for trouble. Let me put a condition on that. I'm telling you, you need to ask the question. If your whole leadership team is lily white in 2023, and you're not asking questions about why, something is wrong. That's all I'm saying. And if you're telling me that these people are the most qualified, I'm going to tell you you're full of crap. I'm also going to tell you, If your goal, again, is to reach people different than yourselves, you need to diversify, and it doesn't mean you lower standards. I'm telling you, there are plenty of qualified people, plenty of qualified blacks, minorities, that ought to be center stage right now in the Republican Party, and they're not. They're not. I'm just reminding you, this is not about you and what you think and what you feel, because you've got to think about, I want the message of liberty to reach as many people as possible, people different than myself, and some of you are not necessarily racist, but you're very small-minded on this subject, and you've got to get over it. Otherwise, you're going to find yourselves huddling in a corner somewhere. Oh, I wish we could have gotten more people in the way. I wish we could have got a majority. We've got to save that country. This country's not getting whiter, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you. And some of you got to get your heads out of your asses. And I'm serious about that because that's where some of your heads are. I don't mind saying that. Because part of the status quo, yes, appearances do matter. They do matter. It's not the only thing, but it's part of the picture. It's vital that that is understood. Dan Bishop, was that not a powerful speech? I sent a tweet on this in real time yesterday, because this happened right after this broadcast. I, I was thrilled absolutely thrilled and whether or not you agree with the nomination of byron donald's the content of what he communicated about the change that we're looking for dan bishop hit it right on the head that's why he's there i don't think dan bishop went to pad things for himself for the future he's there because he wants to see change Before I come back to the subject of Byron Donald's, because there's some business to do there, we have a couple of pieces of audio to share with you there. Here is a sampling of some things that have been posted online that I think are really important. This from Rob Eno, Conservative Review. This process will reveal someone. This is how it's supposed to work. When you don't have the votes, you step down. Kevin Kevin is incapable of doing that. Those who have known him for a long time will tell you that. Kevin's lifelong goal was to be Speaker of the House. He's done anything and everything to get there. He's vindictive and someone that should never be entrusted with that power. 20 people are trying to save the Republic from Kevin. They have everything to lose with him becoming Speaker. This is why he won't be. This is all Kevin's ego, and I trust Rob Eno before I trust all of these people who are joining the mob trying to get everybody else to capitulate. Matt Gates. and again, I've said this before, this does not mean I embrace or endorse everything about these people. I'm not a fan of Matt Gates. I think the man has some issues. But what he said, this quote is right on the money. You cannot put the biggest alligator in charge to drain the swamp. I am a Florida man, and I know of what I speak. Oh, my goodness. Can I repeat that again? You cannot put the biggest alligator in charge to drain the swamp. (laughs) That's powerful. I want to go back to Byron Donald's because I think you need to hear from him this is a guy by the way who's gone on record saying he's not trying to become speaker but he does want to see real change brought about for the American people the first thing that we will offer well we don't have time but he talks about two things. He talks about leadership, and he responds to Cory Bush, because I'm going to read more of what Cory Bush had to say, because it is vile. This woman is a vile woman, a vile, racist woman who wants to keep blacks on the plantation of the Democrat Party. That's what you need to understand about Cory Bush. I'll communicate the words that she shared coming up after the break, and you're going to hear from Byron Donalds. Who's a very reasonable man, and I think has a very reasonable and measured response to Cory Bush. That and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. the Vince Coakley radio program on this Friday I Want to go to the text line before we go into more of this Byron Donald story I don't think about what you just said all the time but you're absolutely right we want good godly smart people in our government no matter what race absolutely this texter wisely says in politics appearances do matter aren't all the bigwigs in the Democrat Party lily-white You'd think the party of anti-racism wouldn't be. Well, actually, they're about to have a minority leader who is black. This person says you continue to shoot your own foot. How am I doing that? Did you just say Lily White? Are you insane? This is just reverse racism. You can't say stuff like that and expect people to not be offended by it really if you find offense at that this texture says i'm white i don't mind you saying that at all facts we also have this i'm so tired of you attacking white people how can you say that isn't racism their skin isn't the problem another person saying lily white are you burnt black <laughs> this is crazy I mean come on really folks really I'm just making the point here that I've made plenty of times before we've got to recognize reality the reality the browning of America and if the leadership of a party that claims to represent Americans continues to be lily-white You really got to ask some questions. And if you're not asking them, then I hope your whole party burns down. I'm just being honest with you. I very quickly want to get to Byron Donald's. Let's talk about (laughs) what Cori Bush had to say. So she, uh, this woman, is a nut. She's a total nut. I think we all know that. She basically attacked Byron Donalds as a white supremacy prop. (laughs) She's really unhinged. Unhinged. But I first want to get to what Byron Donalds had to say about the process of electing a speaker here's what he had to say about leadership listen up
4: overall the biggest thing is making sure that you know the people's body actually functions the way it's supposed to uh, look i've been here two years but i've been observing politics for about 10 and one thing that's clear is that the speaker's office has just con- has consolidated more power from the membership and so if this place is going to work appropriately to take care of all the concerns that your viewers talk about in terms of having a stable economy, sound energy markets, secure border, uh, a, a currency where purchasing power uh, isn't is eroding the ability of people to put food on the table, then then Washington has to work. And so what you're seeing right now is, a, is an open process where the leadership of the House of Representatives is being discussed, debated, negotiated, and, and I think that's a positive thing. So that's what we're trying to do up here.
1: Doesn't that sound very reasonable? I mean, I mean, is this a right-wing extremist? Do you hear extremism here, far right? I mean, it, I I'm serious. I I as a journalist, I've told you I am absolutely disgusted by the mainstream news media. What they have done on this subject, the way of the they have portrayed people like Dan Bishop, Ralph Norman, far right. They don't even know what that is. In fact, at some point, I need to go. I should go to a media tour and talk to some of the people in charge of these newspapers, networks, and ask the question, what do you mean? And these so-called journalists, what do you mean by far right? Do you even know what that means? But before we get there, I love how measured the response is from Byron Donalds on the complete moron that Cori Bush is. I mean, I would have been less gracious but listen to what he has to say about her tweet basically referring to him as a person propping up white supremacy listen up your
3: democrat colleague corey bush attacked you online in a tweet she calls you a prop for upholding white supremacy i'd like you to take this opportunity to respond to that sir
4: well i mean first of all i I thought it was just blatantly outrageous um first you know it (sighs) Man, that that, that sucked, man, to be honest with you, man. I'm sorry. I I feel, you know, bad that she really put that out there because – You know, if you see a black man rising, I mean, let the man rise. Even if you don't agree with him. Specifically to my policies, I would argue that she should sit down and debate me one-on-one. And let's do that, Stu. We could do it on your program. We could do it on CNN. We could do it on MSNBC. I'm open to all of that. Uh, But to to throw a statement out there, I thought was just uh, the complete wrong thing to do. Uh, You know, as a black man to a black woman, I would have never done that to her. It's a a shame that she did it to me.
1: That's really... Right on the money. Let's debate. Let's debate ideas. You see where he wants to take this thing? I would love to watch that because he would have this woman for lunch because she is a nut. She's a loon, and this debate's never going to happen because all she can do is throw out the ugliness that she's known for. Coming up next hour, we have Faith Focus Friday and some of the other news that we need to cover and your thoughts as well. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Stay with us.